focus on the end result. Stop focusing on the numbers. Stop focusing on how long it's going to take. Just keep your eye on the ball. And it's like visualization 101. It's law of attraction 101. Focus on what you want. (laughs) So Launchpad, it's a podcast with me, J-Man. And uh, I want to get the name right, Diane Lanthier. Lanthier, Lanthier, however you want to say it. And you are an empowerment coach. Explain to people what that means. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I'm also an energy healer. And what I do is help people clear out and change, uh, release anything that's disempowering. So... It can be thoughts, you know, beliefs, it can be uh, emotions, it can be traumatic memories from the past. So anything that is not, is not allowing you to be in your power or anything that doesn't feel good, we can release and change that so that you get back to your natural place of feeling good and positive and powerful. That stuff is all in there. Uh, the reason why I'm having you on very much like I had Tannis on, my, my previous guest, is that I think right now uh, that you have... Uh, a skill set that not only is empowering when things aren't all bonkers, but especially right now uh, when you're talking about being bombarded with news, being bombarded with social media, and speaking of power, I believe that's where a lot of people give their power away. Uh, yeah. How important it is for people to focus on keeping their power within. And I know that you're on social media. We go back and forth on social media. Uh, you made a post on social media that you want to discuss that I thought was really interesting in regards to uh, people's physical well-being uh, in contrast with their psychological well-being. Yeah, well, it just occurred to me that, you know, we're all focused on our physical well-being. But, uh, you know, what often goes out the window is, and everybody's talking about self-care as well. Like, I, I see a lot of that. But I think there's a, we can go even beyond that, right? So there's a, there's a level of self-care, which is, um, you know, doing the meditation and people doing yoga and taking care of their bodies that way and, and finding what they can mentally. But there's such, a, there's such a greater space of empowered thought and being that's possible for people. And, you know, like, like I keep saying to people, Focus on the end result. Stop focusing on the numbers. Stop focusing on how long it's going to take. Just keep your eye on the ball. And it's like visualization 101. It's law of attraction 101. Focus on what you want. I think about, you know, going shopping. I think about going to Le Nordique. I think about getting a massage. I think about all of these things and I'm keeping my mind on the things that I desire instead of on where things are going badly, right? Okay. So where can people make these adjustments in their language? So I'm writing a personal development book. I've read numerous personal development books. I put the work in and words are powerful. And the, the words that you speak, you're not only sharing them with other people, but the first person that you're talking to is yourself. But what are the words that we should be using right now uh, to empower ourselves? And then let's get into a couple of words that we should maybe not use at all or make sure that we self-correct shortly thereafter we use them. 
So for me, it's, it's not so much about words. So I don't know if you had, cause you were talking, we were talking about this before we started recording and I don't know if you had specific thoughts about that. Cause I don't really think in terms of words necessarily for me, what's really the most important is your energy. It's maybe you're, maybe you're saying words and you're thinking thoughts. Uh, I really focus on what's the energy underneath something. So I'll give you an example of that. Um, you know, you must know Wayne Dyer, Dr. Dyer. I sure do. Yeah, sure do. Okay. <laughs> and when, uh, so Dyer uh, did an interview years ago with um, Abraham Hicks, the lady who channels Abraham, right? So they're really, really well known in, in Law of Attraction. And they did an interview and Wayne said to Abraham, that he was a big fan of the I am statements. I am this, I am that, you know, like the, the self, the affirmations. And Abraham responded with, what's more important than your words is your energy. You can be saying, I am rich, I am rich, I am rich all day long. But if underneath that, you have fear of running out of money, or you have fear of not having enough, or you feel like you're, you're, about to be on the street where you're not rich, that's what's gonna create in the universe. It's not your words, it's what you're carrying underneath the words. So the energy is more important than the words. Does that make sense? It sure does. So and what can people do then to improve their energy? So <laughs> I, I do, uh, so I do energy healing work and I use EFT tapping. I also do Reiki like Tannis. Okay. But. Uh, Explain tapping to people, by the way. Yeah. So EFT is short for emotional freedom technique. So that's the primary tool I use, although mine's like a smorgasbord of different things. Um, but EFT tapping is called tapping because you tap on points of uh, the meridians and Chakras are energy centers in this whole system of meridians and meridians carry energy like veins carry blood. So when you go to an acupuncturist, acupuncturists know the whole meridian system inside and out. And when they're poking those needles into different places, they're poking them into the meridian system. And the belief is that all of these different meridians relate to physical parts of the body, they relate to emotions, they relate to, you know, your organs, they relate to even time zones. So that's how they're working with it. When you do tapping, you tap on different parts of that, this head. And <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, the collarbone. And um, so different parts like that. And then you're clearing what the idea is that you're clearing blockages in the energy system by tapping on these points without having to know which meridian is affected. That's the sort of basic in a nutshell, you know, description of what tapping does. And you can really, truly, and I've been doing this for 15 years, you can release any negative belief thought, feeling, anything that doesn't feel good, anything that's disempowering. So even when people think this is not possible, like this is not possible, those are words you want to avoid. If you find yourself, this is impossible, this is not possible, is there anything more disempowering than believing something is impossible? Mm -hmm. The problem is people will think 
that's their reality because if I look at the world, this is the world. This is not possible. This is what I'm being told. And so we believe what the world is telling us and what we see with our eyes. But if you release those beliefs, as true as they may seem, what emerges naturally is a different possibility. Mm. And I know it seems weird, but it is true. I've seen it for 15 years. And I'll give you an example. This lady I was working with, uh, I do like these five session packages. So we were on like two or three. And in the first two, we worked on, uh, she did some hoarding and she had anxiety. And she had um, a child with, with some difficult issues. And so she had a problem. She couldn't find a job. She was convinced that she couldn't find a job because of all of these different issues. So we worked on her anxiety, on her stress, the, the, the hoarding stuff, and this belief that she couldn't find a job. And then I think it was at the third session, she told me that she'd gotten a, she'd gotten a job. It just kind of fell in her lap. And it met all her criteria you know like the times that she could work the, the the traveling like all of the things that she thought weren't possible to find a job that met all of her difficult criteria one actually was just kind of presented itself to her when she opened up to the possibility that it was possible it happened mm-hmm. and that happens over and over and over again. Right, with people's energy. I, I've read numerous times, and you know, you have the whole I am thing, I am, uh, and there's a lot of these, you know, I am nots, right? Where yeah. people shut themselves off to, pers- uh, to uh, possibilities, uh, not to mention people, uh, I, look, generally these things come, like they're fear-based, correct? Yeah. They're, they're fear-based and, um, I'd say that generally it, it comes from a feeling that they're not good enough for whatever yeah. it might be. So that's, that's pretty accurate. So for, for people that are suffering from low self-esteem, from people that are obviously right now, you know, they're, they're sitting in their homes and they, and they kind of find themselves slipping away. Or I've heard on a number of occasions, uh, not just obviously today, but just, you know, throughout my lifetime where people have these moments where um, they kind of crumble inside a little bit where you know, they'll come home, they might have a, a short little cry into their hands, and then they say, you know, like, I'm okay. Like, are these people okay? Or is that like a, a more of a, an underlying issue? Do, do you just have little teeny breakdowns like that? Or, or is it saying that that is symptomatic of potentially something more that, that needs to be resolved energy-wise? Well, I mean, I think, I think that's, so first of all, it's a normal, natural human thing to happen. Like, I mean, I've been doing my own healing work for years and years and years and years, as well as with clients. And I still have my moments where I'm judgy or I think something's not possible. Like, I mean, I still have those moments. It's just that I'm able to normally catch them and then switch them. So I always tell people having the awareness that you're functioning from a certain belief it's not to make you wrong. Like you don't then kick yourself for oh, if I was like doing this. No, it's just have the awareness and then use tools to switch it and, and change that into something more positive. So it's totally normal to have those like moments. But for some people, you know, if you're, here's the thing, if you're just surviving, if you're just hanging on day to day, 
I mean, there's a much better possibility available. You just, you do have to do the work. I think that's a human thing, is that the hardest thing I think for a person to do sometimes, which is why we see all this stuff with mental health awareness, et cetera, that if you need someone to talk to, you know, I'm here, you know, they, they post it on their Facebook, you know, I, I appreciate that kind of stuff. Um, the reality of mental illness is that you got to go a little bit deeper than that. I mean, it's nice to raise the awareness, but if you're not reaching out to your friends and you're, and you're not really challenge, challenging them sometimes on, on the way that they feel, that you're never really going to get to the root of it. And that I really believe that it comes from a place of consistency if you're really going to look uh, to help that person create or acknowledge yeah. that change to where they get to a person like yourself? There, there are people who will never, ever call me because they're stuck in the problem. The idea of help, the idea of even going beyond what's happening, is it's not even a possibility. So those people are never, they're not. You know, those are the kinds of people that talk about a problem and want to convince you about their problem instead of, hear any other possibilities right? right like have you tried this have you tried that and they're like no no they're just completely closed off mm -hmm. so people like that it's not about how far they've gone down their problem it's about their openness to try something different right so who needs you right now who needs you today? everybody chase everybody, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like for example so and and then the other thing you were talking about going going I'm, I'm afraid to say this. You were talking about going deeper. And um, it's important. I can't believe you didn't. Oh, it took me a while. Now I, I know. Sorry, that was a nuendo. I'm sorry. Like, whoa. Oh my, Hello. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm so yeah, disappointed. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm all talk. I'm um, um, Yeah, no, that's why I, so I used to offer single sessions. And I have for quite some time now, offered five session and 10, 10 session packages because even though you can get a lot done in one session, you if you really want to transform your life, you have to go back and heal childhood stuff. You know, things you were talking earlier about not feeling like feeling worthy. Not feeling worthy normally comes from childhood. And it, you don't have to have been beaten by your parents to feel shitty about yourself. You can have had really great parents and still come out feeling shitty. It could be things that happened in school. It really is about like the juxtaposition between like you, your insides and then growing up with people around you and what they're teaching you. It just, it, it throws us off and then it leaves us, you know, we learn about ourselves through the world around us. I'm surprised. And we continue doing that on, because we keep giving our power away to other people. So I'm surprised right? that you don't see that happening maybe a little bit more as people get older opposed to the stuff that generally happens when they're younger. You know, the way that I've kind of always seen it you know, in my head, if I have to just visualize it, it's, you know, you're a kid and you say you want to be a firefighter and your parents are like, yeah. And, you know, you say, I want to be a doctor and like, yeah, you know, you might even be a little bit slow like me. And I say, I want to do this. And like, mm, yeah, you're good. Uh, and then as you get older, then people start piling on their limitations, you know, on your back, right? You, you know, I'm, I'm 16 years old and my grades aren't so good. And I still say like, you know, I'd love to do this. And someone says, well, you know, you don't have the grades or it shows that you really don't have the aptitude for that, or possibly you should go uh, this direction. And do you, do you find that that also, if you had to choose one or the other, where, where are most people getting stuck? 
Was that a good or bad question? Pause. <laughs> That's a bad question. I'm trying. No, I think there's always childhood stuff to clear out. Always. Always. And if there isn't, if somebody doesn't have good memories or just can't find it, I mean, I see it as my job, as my job to dig, to find the root of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's an example. Years and years ago, I was at a, I did a, a psychic fair and I decided instead of doing readings, I want to do this work. And this, I saw this guy walk around like three times, finally end up at my booth. And he said, I really want to work with you and let's start with 20 minutes. And I have this anger. I can't, I don't know why this anger. So I started asking him questions and found out that I think it was like around age 10 or something, his parents had divorced. He never uh, thought about it. Like he never thought about it as a, as a, a, an event that created anger. But when I started asking him the questions, it came up that he still had anger about this divorce when he was 10, but he had sort of like compartmentalized it or thought he was over it or whatever. But then all of this rage was still sitting inside of him. So we ended up doing more than 20 minutes. I think we ended up working at it for like an hour because he was so happy with like the relief he was getting. But like, that's an example of him not realizing he had a childhood event. But then once I asked the questions, we found it. And we were able to clear it out and to clear out all of the anger. And then he felt like much better afterwards because he wasn't, he didn't have that anger sitting inside of him. So it is very rare that somebody wouldn't have childhood stuff from parents, from family, uh, teachers that have affected them or marked them in some way that then affects how they go through life, how they perceive life and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody has abandonment issues, somebody's abandoned you at one point where you felt abandoned. Yeah, I'm an adopted get... child. You're... <laughs> You're preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> We've yeah. got to go to that first event where that person felt abandoned. Right. And clear it out. So like I was saying before, you know, you have a, a very good sense of humor. What, what's the stuff that you're seeing on the internet that you really like? What's the stuff that's making you laugh? You know, is there a clip that you can think of? What's, what's rocking and rolling with you right now as far as sense of humor and, and the things that are really, you know, kind of like it, it, lifting you up a little bit, putting a smile on your face? Listen, I love GIFs and memes. I can have a, like, GIF is my third language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my friend sent me one today, this video of a dog with, like, this really long, you know, like, little dogs carry, like, gigantic sticks. Mm-hmm. And it said, like, dogs have the best, uh, yeah, physical social isolation technique. Just carry oh, around you away. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, dogs. if you're listening right now, I want you to put your favorite GIF uh, into the comments. Put your funniest GIF, and then we have a whole bunch to look from. Uh, what else do you have yeah. right there? Whatever you hear like, coming out of Diane's mouth, I want you to post them. I mean, I, I love, like, my one of my favorite GIFs is uh, Janet Jackson eating popcorn. Like, it's true, though. That's one of my favorite GIFs. Yeah. I um, like you fancy. That's mine. Anything you fancy. You fancy. That's like all my, it takes for cream, me. Like my cream cheese omelets. Yeah, right. <laughs> Scrambled eggs. <laughs> but there's definitely, you know what, that's the thing. Like as far as people's creativity. Oh, one of these TikToks. 
uh, I'll have to put this up. It's uh, a Phil Collins song, and there's this lady walking up the stairs. I sent that to and, you. Oh, that was you. There we yes. go. See, that's perfect. That's you know what? That's the perfect place to end right there. I'll I'll make sure that I, I post that and people take a look. But the creativity, right? And this is, I guess, where amazing you're talking about like where to, where to come from and and being empowered and um, your your energy and things of that nature. Yes. There's a lot of craziness that's going on right now, but there's yeah. so much innovation, uh, which is in, which is incredible. Um, you know, the the social medias, the TikToks and stuff like that. People are yeah. having fun and they're, they're entertaining the world, uh, yeah. which is really awesome. And there there have been so many hard laughs that I've had that, over these last two weeks that probably I otherwise would not have had. And that like that guy on Instagram, D Nice, that DJ who spun for like six hours on Saturday, right? right? Had like a hundred thousand people watching him play music on Instagram. I mean, people, some people are choosing to be super creative mm -hmm. and some people are choosing to just feel completely flattened. And the thing is, it is a choice and people don't like when I say that, but it's a, it's a choice, you know? Happiness and I just love seeing the creativity coming out. I, I just love it. It makes me, it just makes me so happy. Right. So two books that I just want to recommend just since you mentioned. Happiness is a Choice. I always like to talk about that book by Barry Neal Kaufman. Absolutely love it. And um, you can be happy no matter, no matter what. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff is another good one. Just for, you know, I, I consider those to be kind of beginner books, but they're fantastic. Uh, Diane, uh, give me one book that you think somebody should read. Oh, actually. Yeah, right? Bam, your book. <laughs> Check it out right there. And I've actually, so I'm just reading, I'm, I'm finishing my massive Tony Robbins book. And I've had this one actually out on my, on my table. Now, yeah. lately, there has not been anyone in my house. But when the world was normal, people were flipping through this book and they loved oh, really? it. They absolutely oh, loved great. it. Yes, I should have told you that before, but I, I, I knew that I was going to be doing one of these with you. And so... Uh, so listen, anybody who wants a copy of that book, I have an e-copy. So if anybody wants the e-copy, you can message me. I'm sure Jason, you'll tag me in this. You can message me and uh, i be happy to send it to your email. Okay. I'm and not going to send out hard copies, obviously, but okay. I can send an e-copy. So one more time, your website, please. Where, where can people Restoration, find you? Soulrestoration.ca. Okay. And on Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com slash Diane Lancier 111. So this was the Diane Lancier podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> you were fantastic. That was me. awesome stuff. It's all about you. No, that was, <laughs> that was great. That was insightful. I appreciate you being here. Uh, you take care, be well, and love simply because you can.